Hello, I'm Afia Salter and I'm here to help ambitious women just like you learn how to unapologetically manifest an extraordinary life. Whether that's finally finding and living your soul's purpose, building the business of your dreams, or kicking it back with a cocktail, margarita for me, you best believe I'm right there alongside you, strapping in for the ride. Okay, gorgeous. Ready to dive in? Let's do it. Hello, gorgeous, and welcome back to the Manifest Edit podcast. Oh, I have this weird thing that happens when I start recording podcast episodes and that my throat just gets like really phlegmy. It's like, I know I have something important to do and my throat's like, let's fuck shit up. And that's just something I'm dealing with this morning. So if you hear me, um, have to swallow a little bit. That's why. Today, oh my goodness, I'm excited to talk to you about today's topic, which is why you need to quit being a good girl and embrace your wild. And actually, this came about from a journaling session that I was doing earlier today, which came from an Instagram caption, which we're going to get into throughout the depths of this episode. But I just want to say that, yeah, this episode, this episode, I'm not going to hold back. And that's why I'm so excited to record this for you. So let me tell you, let me give you the origin story. Let me do the whole Batman thing. So this morning I woke up and I went on Instagram and I saw that not for the first time or for the second time I had been tagged in an Instagram post from someone and the post was of another black woman but it was me that had been tagged and my immediate reaction to this was disbelief then my second reaction was annoyance because the second time within the space of one week and the reason why I found this so irritating by the way if you haven't picked up on this yet is that they were assuming that I was this other black person because we're all that we were both black so you know all black people look the same and they tagged me instead of this other person and it happened two times on two of my separate accounts it happened on my main account and then it also happened on my podcast account so it wasn't like there was just some glitch in the system it was that um insidious kind of racism that really really irritates me because to the untrained eye, to the non-racist looking out for eye, it can seem like it's just a mistake. So I'm almost hesitant to share when things like this happen because I'm like, oh, well, are people going to think that I'm just exaggerating, which again is that um, internalized repression. But yeah, I was a little bit hesitant to share it for two reasons. Number one, I was like, oh, people are probably just going to think that this is like a slight misstep. And number two, I what I realized when I did post it, I did write it, I shared it, and then what I felt immediately afterwards was kind of like a guilt for sharing it. Like, oh, I know I'm supposed to like only share. Um, kind of, you know, I'm supposed to take the higher ground. As a spiritual person, I should be taking the higher ground. <laughs> and I want to read you what I wrote in my um, journal because I was like processing this and realizing that I was feeling some weird emotions around it. And I wrote, I feel a little bit guilty because I posted on my story about being tagged in two separate pictures of black women who weren't me and how insidious racism is and feeling like it's not the higher ground. <laughs> and then I wrote, but sometimes the higher ground needs to get to fuck. <laughs> I have a right to speak out on the topics that are important to me and to show people what being a black woman is truly like. Um, but I do also believe that this is a lesson in the triggers. So this is what this episode is kind of about, is the lesson in those triggers. But yeah, it was really weird for me to acknowledge that I felt weird around sharing that. And I felt like, oh, I should be taking the higher ground or I should not be posting this. And I'm like, why am I feeling like it's not taking the higher ground to share something that's like on my mind? And I noticed that it wasn't only in sharing about things that happened to me because this is not, 
like an isolated incident. These things happen to me on a regular basis. I've talked about some of the racist experiences I've had, especially since moving to Australia. It's a pretty frequent occurrence to me, not just online, but in real life. And something else I noticed, I had hesitancy and I've had hesitancy for a really long time to talk about. And this is actually the first time that I'm speaking about it. With everything going on right now with the global situation, I have definitely held back from sharing my opinion on things online completely. I pretty much have not said anything about it apart from bitching about being in lockdown in Melbourne for 230 days. I haven't shared my opinions on what's going on. I have not shared my opinions on mandatory or non-mandatory vacations. Wink wink. I pretty much haven't said anything about it at all except to some of my friends who I actually see in real life and yeah the reason I've done this is because I know that being somewhere in the middle neither pro vacation wink wink or anti vacation and just being in the middle in that I believe people have the right to make their own choices about their own health that a lot of people would see that as being extreme and I just didn't want to invite I didn't want to invite discussions about that into my inbox quite honestly I just wanted to kind of protect my peace but also censor myself a little bit so as not to trigger anyone else but other people's triggers are not my responsibility and so in this episode I'm kind of pushing through some of my own triggers in that I I no longer want to censor myself. I just don't want to do it. I want to say, I want to talk about the topics that I care about. I want to create spaces where maybe people who believe what I believe feel safe to be and people who don't believe what I believe, maybe they are open to hearing a different perspective. And if you are in the small, small minority that just don't want to be associated with me anymore, that's totally fine. That's your prerogative. That's your choice. And you are completely entitled and welcome to it. But the choices that I am now making are also going to be in my best interest as well. And I don't want to get to a point where I'm sitting writing in my journal and I'm realizing that I'm censoring the way that I'm thinking any longer. I definitely have friends in my real life um, and we have different opinions and we can respect each other's opinions, honor each other's opinions and still love each other. So maybe the same will be true for you. Maybe it won't be. But yeah, I realized that something I haven't spoken about at all and things are kind of weird in Melbourne right now there's a lot going on right now we've been as I said we've been in lockdown for over 230 days right now we've had one of the strictest lockdowns in the world and the longest lockdowns in the world and we still have I want to say another five to six weeks to go and yeah the energy is really really heavy people are frustrated people are annoyed people are ganging up and turning against each other and people are just simply done people have had enough and it's really really sad to see it's really sad to see people turning against each other when um this time more than anything else we all need each other and to be there for each other and I wish that that could be the case and you know no matter what anyone's opinions are whether they are pro anti in the middle for me we are all human we're all here having this experience and to me you will always be welcome in this space regardless of whether we agree on that, whether we agree on our political opinions, whether we agree on our religious beliefs or anything else, which is why I'm always so, um, I really make a point whenever I'm hosting like a virtual free event or even in my paid mastermind that 
I personally myself I'm not religious but that my space is really open to people who are religious I don't poo-poo anyone's religion or anyone else's spiritual beliefs if they differ from mine I am holding space and holding space means holding space for people who have the same opinions as me and also for people who have completely different opinions from me because that's not my job my job is not to judge other people my job is not even to judge myself my job is just to exist to observe my experience and to make this experience I'm having fucking phenomenal so what I realized was that number one I was beginning to censor myself online but what I realized when I posted that um, post today was that I was also beginning to censor my own thoughts and I think that's where a danger begins to lie so the first thing that I want to talk to you about is you know that censoring the importance of not censoring yourself because it's one thing to censor yourself online and I feel like I'm generally honest online but there are some areas I don't really talk about, um, relationships and um, the panini, something I've not really talked about or my political views because I just don't, I don't believe in sharing those with other people. I believe some things are quite personal to myself, but the panini wasn't out of a matter of personal choices. It was a matter of if I share my thoughts and feelings, I'm probably going to get cancelled. So, um, but the, that's one thing. To sense yourself online is one thing, but to begin to censor your actual thoughts like that's a real problem that's something that we really need to look at so when I was journaling on this and I was realizing that I was beginning to feel these emotions what I began to ask myself is like where has this come from and what I realized was it was my need to be good and for me a need to be good is something that I have always had since I was a little girl and it's not just something that is internalized for women around the world but it's something particularly that I have internalized being someone who grew up in the care system so my very first relationship to being good was that I need to be good I need to be better than good I need to be one of the best in order to be chosen to be fostered in order to be chosen to be adopted and then it doesn't end once you're chosen to be fostered or chosen to be adopted because you want to be good enough to become part of that family to become part of that household to not do anything that might um, have people send you back to the adoption agency or to send you back to a group home so that's something that I've always had in the back of my mind and even after my adoptive mum passed away and my sister and I then went on to live with a family friend in the back of my mind of it's okay I'm part of someone else's family now I have to be good in this family as well so it's something that I've always had in the back of my mind in order to survive I need to be good and I think especially in spiritual spaces there is this misconception that it's all love and light which is something I don't particularly agree with and if you listen to my episode on spiritual bypassing you can definitely hear more of my thoughts and opinions on that but I don't believe it's all love and light I don't believe that you can truly call yourself a spiritual being while bypassing some of the heaviest shit and just saying that it doesn't apply to me or that it's not comfortable to talk about and this is me kind of shedding that skin in that I don't really feel the need to be good and I haven't been good for quite some time and I'm really happy about it. So what I want to ask you first of all is where does your need to be good come from? And you can look at being good as the way that you show up either online, 
in your relationships, the way that you view yourself and your behavior, the way that you set your goals. Being good is so intrinsically linked to everything that we do. So I want you to analyze where your need to be good first came from. Was it getting approval from your parents? Was it getting approval from people at school? Was it being good enough so that you liked your body? Where did this come from? I think we need to really reject this notion of performative femininity and the notion that our worth is contingent on being palatable for the patriarchy because it simply isn't true and I know that oftentimes it may feel like that but being good is not the only way to exist in this world and it's not the only way to be of value either. I think that also relates to being in business where we're told to charge our worth and then we are linking our worth with the value that we are worth we're putting a price on our own heads which is just something again that gives me that weird uncomfortable feeling in that I don't charge what I believe my worth to be I charge what I believe the value of my programs to be I charge what number I want to receive for the services that I'm offering and for the environment that I'm creating and there are so many different things that go into your price that you choose to charge but your worth as a human being is not related to that at all in any shape or form so I, I just want to get that straight that might have been a little bit of a tangent but it's all important here but basically going back to performative femininity is also asking yourself the question like when did you realize or when did you begin to feel the need to perform femininity and honestly for many of us it's something that is unknowingly forced onto us whether that's looking a certain way or dressing a certain way or needing to show up a certain way that actually isn't in alignment with who we are and honestly in the past I really did want to be seen as not only feminine but as good and I look back to not only in those younger years trying to be accepted to be good enough to be part of other people's families but I remember in some I look back now and I honestly I cringe because I would never put myself in these positions now knowing what I know now and feeling how I feel about myself now but definitely wanting to be perceived as good enough for some of the men that I was associating myself with some of the relationships I was in in my early uni years which now we can say were a happy lesson a happy lesson that I would never repeat <laughs> and actually a few years ago I was in I don't even want to say a relationship but I was dating this person and I remember at one point I was getting dressed and I was looking at myself in the mirror and I was just staring at myself and checking myself out because why wouldn't you and I was thinking about how amazing I looked and the person kind of looked at me and smirked and laughed and was like oh are you really like checking yourself out right now and that to me just fueled my desire for loving on myself even more and was also a potent reminder to never surround myself with someone who felt intent on making me feel shitty about myself. When you hear me talk in episodes about raising your standards and saying what you are available for and what you aren't available for, this doesn't come from a place of me always having had those solid high standards and really solid strong boundaries. It comes from a place of actually being the opposite and knowing that there is so much more bliss, joy and connection waiting on the other side and that it starts with that decision to set those strong boundaries and to raise the standards for yourself, which is why this is the third step of the Vibes Method, Energetic Blocks and Boundaries, because 
this is so unbelievably important and setting a tone for how you want to be treated and how you'll treat yourself really informs every single other area in your life I cannot even begin to express so moving on now to people pleasing and what I see so often with people pleasing is this like oh I just want to be really helpful for everyone else like I want to help these other people out and people pleasing can actually be seen as a good thing in some people's minds they're seeing it as a good thing and that they're just trying to help out other people but truly when you get to the heart of people pleasing it's actually just coming from a victim mentality in that in order for people to like me I need to be more than enough for other people as you can see from my beliefs when I was younger that I felt like I needed to be more than enough for people to even just acknowledge acknowledge my existence whereas now it's a different story so I really want to encourage you to break out of the constructs that were chosen for you and to ask what you want for yourself. I think that there is so much waiting for you beyond being a good girl and I think beyond the good girl is the wild girl, is who you truly are, is who you were born to be before you were told who you needed to be. There are so many parts of yourself that you have yet to explore and yet to meet And the truth is you can't meet them while you're still trying to be palatable for everyone else. You have to be willing to cut some ties and to also be willing to meet yourself on the other side. Part of embracing your wild means embracing that you do have those limiting beliefs, that you do have those patterns that you'd rather not have, that from time to time you maybe have angry outbursts or react to situations in a way that you shouldn't or say some things that you wish you didn't say. And that's all part of being human and having this experience on this planet. And why would you want to not experience that just for the sake of being good? And I want to share with you a quote that I really love. And I actually don't know where it comes from. It was just when I was thinking about this episode, this quote came to my mind. And it was, good girls go to heaven, bad girls go everywhere. I mean, how fucking awesome is that? It just like lights me up to hear something like that. So if you're listening to this episode and you're thinking, damn, yeah, maybe I have been leaning into people-pleasing tendencies or victim mentality, how can I actually shift out of that and embrace my wild and be who I truly am? So one of the first things is to notice your good girl story, where it originates from and what you desire to get from being good. Notice any areas where you have been performing femininity. And just to say that, being feminine being in your empowered feminine is not about putting on a dress and putting on some makeup although that can certainly add to it it's about an embodiment of someone who you are it's about an energy it's about a magnetism that cannot be dressed up it just exudes from who you are so femininity doesn't need to look a certain way on the outset it's about how you feel about yourself on the inside it's about how you embrace what it means to truly be a woman which to me is an all-powerful being is the birther of life which is just it's is so so beautiful and so when you're undoing these patterns it's about exploring the existing stories that you have and thinking about the new stories that you want to create for yourself and how you're going to live in alignment with those stories because it's one thing to say I'm, I'm shaking it all off I'm becoming wild and then you have something that triggers those old patterns and you go back to that old behavior so you actually have to be willing to make that different behavior because no one is coming to save you you have to be the one to save yourself and to make those difficult decisions for yourself 
hey, it might not even be a difficult decision for you, it might just be a change of perspective, but either way, you have to realise and recognise that it's your responsibility to live your life as you desire for it to be lived. So in Becoming the Wild Woman, notice where you've been leaning into that performative femininity, notice where your good girl story has been coming from, notice where you, like me, may have been censoring yourself and censoring your opinions and why that has been. Notice where you have been looking to get something from people pleasing, right? We always kind of herald people pleasing as we are doing something for the other, but what have you actually been seeking for in the people pleasing? And often it's that kind of form of external validation. How can you flip the script so that you can give that validation to yourself without seeking for it from other people? How can you be both the empowered feminine and the empowered masculine, which is actually step four of the vibes method, which is balancing your feminine and masculine energy and really finding that beautiful blend of energies that works for you, which is not necessarily a 50-50 balance of masculine and feminine. It's about understanding your seasons and how you work best and how you live best. So I know I've actually talked about a couple of elements of the Vibes Method for Aligned Manifestation throughout this episode. So if you haven't already and you want to learn more about each of the steps of the Vibes Method and how to integrate them into your life for aligned manifestation, make sure you are signed up for the free Vibes Method five-day virtual retreat. It's literally the last one that we're holding this year. This is not just like a a ploy. This truly is the last one we're holding this year. I fully intend to be out of lockdown in December and January and living my best life. So we will not be hosting another retreat until at least February. So if you do want to join, you want to learn how to integrate the Vice Method for Aligned Manifestation into your life. You want to learn how to release some of these old stories that have been holding you back. You truly want to get the experience of meeting yourself, perhaps even for the first time. Make sure to head to link in the show notes or afiasalta.com forward slash retreat to join us on the next one because I would absolutely love to have you and we are kicking off on October 18th or October 17th if you are anywhere else in the world that isn't Australia or New Zealand. So going back to embracing your wild is really just having a conversation with yourself that you may not have had before, which is about living out of alignment with what it truly means to be a woman for you. What does embracing your wild mean? Where have you been maybe hiding parts of yourself for fear of how they would be perceived by other people? What things would you do if you knew that other people wouldn't care? How would you show up differently? What would you do in this world? Maybe there's something you would say. Maybe there's an activity you try. For me, one of those things is dance. I freaking love dance. It's just one of those things that makes me feel like a powerful badass bitch. And that was something that I shied away from because I was worried about how the people were going to perceive me. I perceive myself as someone who has terrible hand-eye coordination and is not particularly coordinated, but it's one of the things I love, love to do. And you always see videos of me on Instagram just dancing and really feeling, feeling that feminine energy. And that's one of the ways that I love to express it in um conscious alchemy mastermind actually a couple of months ago we were talking about all the different routines and rituals that you can use to embrace your energy so have a think about what routines and rituals allow you to get in touch with your divine feminine and again this is something that we are going to be talking about in the vibes method retreat so don't worry too much if you're not entirely sure of what that looks like for you so yes i want you to join me in this episode of releasing the shackles of needing to be good and just fully embracing your wild. What I realized as I was journaling and as I was talking about that experience I had earlier today was that 
honestly I've not been a good girl for quite some time and that although from time to time I'll find myself dipping back into those behaviors that at my core at my essence I truly am wild and I'm embracing this wild being within me every single day and I'm fucking obsessed with her thanks for tuning in today I am so glad to have you here and if you love what you've heard remember to subscribe and leave a review because it helps even more people find and enjoy the podcast and I just appreciate it so much one last thing before you go what was your biggest takeaway today screenshot the episode and share on instagram at afiasalter underscore to let me know okay can't wait to hear from you until next time gorgeous 